this is Captain Lee, and you're listening to the Andertons Podcast. Captain here for another episode of The Captain Meets, and um, I'm here today with a lovely chap called Ariel Posen, who uh, I've kind of uh, met through a, um, a, a guy who I interviewed um, earlier this year called Joey Landreth, mm-hmm. who uh, everybody who's met Joey in the UK has fallen in love with him and loves the band and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, and I am, you know, quickly falling in love with Ariel as well, in, a, in an entirely appropriate way, obviously. <laughs> um, so, what brings you over to uh, these fine shores? And Well, um, the band aren't here, are they? You're just sort of... The band is not here. Um, the band actually, it, it's separate to why I'm here, but coincidentally, we just finished literally a three-year cycle of uh, the record Let It Lie. So that just finished two weeks ago. I, we finished, and uh, it's just, we're just kind of taking a long pause for a while. 
And coincidentally, like I said, um, my wife is going to school in Ireland. Yeah. So I am now living in Cork, Ireland. Very cool. Which is only a hop, skip, and a jump away from here. Well, relatively speaking, for all you Canadians out yeah. there, you'll be thinking, yeah, that's like two minutes away. Obviously, for over here, we'll be going, it's not even in the same country. But Yeah. So, um, <laughs> to, to me, it's that right next yeah, door. Relatively yeah. speaking. Relatively speaking. So, um, I mean, I'm a massive fan of, of all the uh, Brothers Landris kind of stuff. And, and, and it's really interesting to see, you know, some of the playing that you've already done and how, you know, stylistically... It is a unique, is it unique? That might be a bit over the top, but it's it's an unusual approach. You know, there's lots of fabulous chords in there. And so, let, but let, let's go back to kind of like, you know, the young Ariel. Okay. So, you know, I think everybody always wants to know, how did you, you know, how did your guitar journey begin? Um, well, it started, both my parents are musicians. My dad's a bass player, singer, and my mom's a piano player, accordion player, singer. Mm -hmm. And they had a band. They still actually have a band, and um, they were touring when I was born. They would do festivals during the summers, and they would fly out to you know Kentucky one weekend, next weekend here or there. Just they yeah. were always away, but they always kept J jobs. So for bringing us up, they did a very good job. They did a very good job on raising my brother and I. Uh, they didn't want to leave us alone. Yeah. Um, but we 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 went along to gigs with them a lot and got to travel. And right from the get go, um, what kind of band? It's like a, it was actually a klezmer folk world, a little of everything. Klezmer. Yeah. Never even heard that word yeah. before. Was that even check it mean? out? Uh, it's like Eastern, old Eastern European oh, type really? of music. Yeah. A have you got sort of family heritage back from that, or is, is actually I do. Um, so that's where it came because the accordions obviously got yeah. that kind of Eastern European totally vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean the lineup is like guitar, banjo violin accordion clarinet saxophone so a little of everything yeah and i was actually drawn really to the clarinet at first something about it and um so fast forward i think i was eight or nine and my mom signed us up for piano lessons mm -hmm. and that was great and um i noticed i guess i was yeah nine or ten and, and all the, the boys in my class all started playing guitar and you know they'd be like Green Day and Nirvana and Offspring and Soundgarden and all these things were so huge then. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I want to, I want to do that. It's so cool. So I started playing guitar. Long story short, they didn't last really past a year. Okay. And I just got deeper and deeper. Oh, you mean the other guys didn't? The, the guys in my right. class. I see what yeah, you yeah. mean. Yeah. And um, and other than the band, it's not like my parents raised us on like. You need to listen to our music. No, not, nothing like that at all. They raised us on the Beatles actually. Yeah. And my brother and I just like, the first time we saw it, it was a Beatles anthology, mm -hmm. which came out in 94, 95, I think. And we were just like, oh my God, blown away. <laughs> and studied it and took it all in. And it became like the Bible for music, yeah. you know, and everything is compared to that. Not, you know, it was just everything. Do you think that's where some of the harmonies and, and the, 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 perhaps the, intention to not just go for the obvious chord 100 you know, find the different 100 and that's all from that well beatles would often like do they'd, they'd always go to a major third yeah and for some reason whenever i hear that change or that chord change in any song in any setting it always is just like oh yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's like a one three six minor uh progression or one three four progression always catches my ear 
sorry, like G, B7, E minor, or G, B7, C, you know. It's all right. They know I don't know what any of this means. Um, so... So that's what kind of that's where I started. And you, you you got a brother as well, and he was playing as well. So you had some. Yeah, sort he of... was playing piano okay. with, along, and then uh, he's extremely musical too. Like he sings as well. He's the kind of guy that could uh, sit down at a piano and learn like a Mozart piece, study it for a month or two, and have it nailed. And then just like that's all he plays. He does. He's never got interested in like why do these chords work? What are these chords? These scales? How can I improvise? Yeah. Or he'll pick up a guitar and say, Hey, look, I could play. Uh, House of the Rising Sun, I don't know, that's just a yeah. random example, but, and he'll play the crap out of it, yeah. but that's all he knows. I'm like, do you know, even know what you're playing? No, I just like, that's the song. A minor, C, that's I've all I know. Uh, a few guys that I've interviewed, uh, funnily enough, a similar approach, you know, where yeah. it's, it's, it's um, they're very, very creative, and they've got all these noises going on in their head and stuff, but they get it down to the point where they can do it note for note perfect. Yeah. But there's no real, there's no real kind of like, do you know what you're doing or what's you know could we maybe jam around something out of the box like no 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 it's just, yeah. but so so this takes you through what so you you're, you know now by your the time you're in your teens that that guitar's an important part of your life yeah you know? I started playing I actually started playing gigs when I was in grade in Canada I was grade nine I don't know what, what that, that yeah how old does that mean is it secondary school here grade secondary is like 11 years old and upwards here so oh, okay it was like first grade of high school Still doesn't mean anything. Just tell us how old you were. That's yeah, I was, I, was, I was like 14. 14. I think I was 13 or 14. <laughs> and I started getting gigs playing like wedding ceremonies. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, like wallpaper gigs at a party in the corner. Yeah. No one's listening to. But, you know, I started making some cash doing that. And, and so what was your first kind of, you know, the, the, the first guitar that you ever owned or the first, you know, the first rig you ever owned where you thought, yeah, this is, I've made it now. I mean, okay, well. Uh, you know, at that age kind of. What, yeah, what, at that age, it was a. Uh, Oh man, I think it was a like a trainer amp that was this big, you know. Keeping it Canadian. Keeping it Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> and it was an Ibanez RX series. I see. I knew. I could see you with that. I told you. I don't we know. Should what, have got a gem when we. Were I know, store. right? It's like you know. Would have been just like at home. And uh, it was funny because I. It was my first. Like obviously, when you're a kid, you want you want to start on electric. Yeah. And parents are like, you know, start on acoustic. I, I used to teach a lot, and parents would always be like, yeah, a couple months of this. And <laughs> yeah. Really, it's easier to play electric. I don't know why they just don't sit, but they... That's, that's always been the sort of British all... mentality of like, let's make it as hard as possible for you to learn the <laughs> yeah. instrument. And then if you're kind of still capable of doing this, yeah. you know, if you haven't worn your fingers to the bone within six months, maybe we'll give you an instrument that's a bit easier. Exactly. And it's like, well, hang on. Surely it would be more sensible to do this the other way around, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, so I got an Ibanez, and, like yeah. my, and my dad... Um, we rented it. We didn't buy okay. it. Um, so, you know, try it out, and you know, a month went by. I'm just jamming in my room to this crappy amp, and uh, another month went by, and another month. You know, just month after month, and we just. I think we're supposed to return it, and it just turned out we just bought it because yeah. I rented it so long, and that was my first selection. And that, I mean, I think there's definitely, definitely a theme with you know guys that reach a, a level of ability that you've got. Which there's a. You, you it sounds to me like you kind of you know during your sort of teenage years it was very much an eat sleep drink guitar you know that and you it, you've got to dedicate that time during yeah and uh, yeah you, if you you could even ask my parents there was times when I was living at home and young I would I would come down for breakfast or dinner with the guitar on still and I'd sit there it was ridiculous I'd eat dinner and I just 
I just had it on me or go to the bathroom with it. I, seriously, I'm serious. We just kind of connected. Is that why you learned to play with your strap up this high so you could go to the bathroom at the same time? as? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Find the exact right height. Yeah, okay. There it is. So when you know, and 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 this is, did you, were you in Winnipeg at the time? Is yeah. this so you're like born, and born raised? and raised? I've I've lived there since two weeks ago, literally. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so when did you, you know, when did you feel like, um, you know, career-wise, this, or, or wasn't it? You know, did you have you had, you know, normal jobs or? Yeah, I've had a few normal jobs. Um, first of all, my parents have always been supportive because they've seen firsthand, it can be hard being a musician. They said, yeah. you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's it can be a tough living. If you want to work, like you really have to work hard, and you can work, you just need to really want it. Yeah. Um, and you know, do what you want. Like, 
just and um, yeah, I had a few jobs. Like I didn't in school, I didn't really care. I was always I played a lot of basketball actually, mm -hmm. and then I pl I was playing in band, and then I had some bands, and you know I, I worked in a pizza shop, worked in a call center, delivered papers. Uh, Awful jobs, all, just, all, yeah, those all those things. Yeah, and they were all just hor horrible. I was just, what am I doing? Um, and it wasn't really until, because in high school I was still, I did the odd gig here and there, and my bands would play shows, and then I would once in a while I'd have a paid gig. Yeah, and uh, I did one year of university, and even my folks were like, "Are you sure you want to do this? Like, we know you. Like, yeah. Are you sure you want to?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah." It's university. I'm done high school. I'm gonna have a new perspective. Like I'm ready for this, and sure enough, I got there. I'm just like, what am I doing? Yeah. So then I just I slowly dropped out of each course yeah. by the end of the year and uh, just started playing full time. I was teaching a lot as well. Okay. And yeah, so it just progressed and grew and grew. The more people I met and friends I made. And who was your, uh, you know, who do you remember back from that time as being? I guess we could even go back into your teens a little bit, you know, the, the, who were the players that you were sort of, you know, buying the, you know, listening to on the radio and trying to... Yeah, well, like I said, when I, when I first started playing, it was like Beatles and then like that grunge punk rock, okay. mid-90s area, so mm -hmm. it was like a lot of rock. And, you know, Jimi Hendrix I was interest, uh, introduced to and some Clapton, I was like, okay, that's, that's cool. But it wasn't until actually, it was like Stevie Ray Vaughan, of course, yeah. Robin Ford, um, but specifically Stevie. Um, I heard that it heard couldn't stand the weather, and so it was like I heard Scuttle Button. Yeah. Um, the track couldn't stand the weather, and Tin Pen Alley. That's slow mm -hmm. blues. So there were like three different tones. It was like the aggressive signature Stevie Ray Vaughan like mm -hmm. breakup tone, and then like a really dirty Univibe couldn't stand the weather thing, and then Tin Pen Alley was like crystal clean. And I was like, oh my god, like you can do that. That's Wow. So everything, everything after I was doing before, I was like... What came up on my Facebook page about a month ago? Was it like the 30th anniversary of his death or the 25th anniversary of his death or something? And you just go, yeah. oh my God. Well, he died in 90, 2010. It would be his 26th. So maybe it was the... And it was just his birthday, actually. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Maybe It was just maybe his birthday. birthday. Um, I, I just remember thinking, wow, that's a long time ago. And yet, you know, this I, I was... A guy that I interviewed recently called Jack Garrett, yeah. who again he came up with his like Steve Ray Vaughan. He was a, and he wasn't even born until after Steve Ray Vaughan had died. And oh, you wow. sort of go, you know, that's a legacy of, of kind of, of, of you know, his influence, I guess, on yeah. any. I'm not sure that there can't be many guitar players in the world that at some point haven't had a little bit of a Stevie Ray I agree. kind of love affair. I agree. And in fact, when I, I know that because you know his career was so short mm -hmm. and he never got to, you know, modernize and evolve he did evolve but like in mm. the 90s and the mm. 2000s everyone associates his one thing that he did and it's become like a main not mainstream but everyone tries to do it that everyone tries to go right that. Mm. so everyone's like oh yeah you're just yeah srv licks but it's like no man it's ah it's, it's so influential for everybody and whoever says they're Never been affected or moved by something Stevie Ray Vaughan. I think they're lying. Personally, uh, yeah. But and it's funny, isn't it? Because you talk about, you know, a lot, uh, there's a there's a few guitarists that sort of had their careers, you know, tragically cut really short, and and never had an opportunity to do anything bad. So you know, yeah. it's it, it's like you know, there just isn't. 
Totally. There isn't really anything bad to go and listen to by Stevie Ray. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so. So yeah, that's kind of where it So we're, we're kind of, um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, musically more recently. So how, yeah. how you met, uh, well, I'm guessing you, you must have known Joey just from living around. You know, yeah, living I've known uh, Joey and his brother Dave mm -hmm. um, for over a decade, uh, maybe already 12 years. Uh, like Winnipeg is such a small music scene in the community. And before the band, we've all been just sidemen for hire. Mm -hmm. You know, jazz gig, cool. Country gig. I'm doing doing a lot of pop country gigs in Canada Yeah. as a guitar player. And so we found ourselves on a lot of gigs together. And we all met backing up this pop singer girl. And uh, yeah, we all hit it off pretty instantly. And Dave and I, his brother, had a band, a trio for a while. Mm -hmm. That was just like blues, R&B stuff. And, you know, everything is interchangeable. We'd always be playing with each other subbing each other gigs, hanging out. Like we're all tight from the from the get-go. Yeah. So um, yeah, I've known those guys for a while. So once the band started, it was and like once we were able to start being on the road together, yeah. doing it like 200 days a year, 8 months of a year. It was like cool. You know, at least to, to be able to do this with your best pals was it's yeah. special, yeah. So let, let's talk about the the let it lie cuz that, that was the um, I think it probably, I can't remember if it was uh, Nigel, our good friend Nigel from Sir. Uh, I can't remember if it was Nigel or who, somebody pinged me in the middle of last year. It was Nigel. He's literally saying, it was me. <laughs> pinged me this, have you, you're going to love this album. It's right up your kind of street like that. Mm -hmm. So I listened to it. And not only did I kind of, this is the Let It Lie uh, Brothers Landreth album. So not only am I like hooked immediately, um, it's gone around the office and then, pretty quickly like through the guitar playing like all my sort of guitar playing Facebook friends you know people who work in other stores or they work for manufacturers everybody was pretty much going wow, this is amazing like that cool so then I just did this weird I just emailed uh, the, the whoever the management company were yeah. one day and just went you've probably never heard of us but you know we do these videos you know if you're ever in the UK would you come and be in one and it was like yeah so it all happened yeah. which was amazing and got to meet Dave and Joey and Go and see the yeah. band, although unfortunately you weren't with well, the band. Well, that was a that tour actually. I was, I mean, I was so sad to not be there. Yeah, it was, the, it was just the old case. Um, sometimes, sometimes home needs you a bit more than the road yeah. does, and it was just a matter of that that time. So, uh, but it, yeah, it, it would have. It was great and really interesting to hear about actually that the album was was quite old and that it had been through kind of one uh, label and not really worked and it hadn't really yeah. started to, to, to sort of happen until it had been re-released and done by, I think you'd done it through your own label by that time, hadn't you? Or a different, a, more, a smaller label. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so, I mean, I know I know the band is called Brothers Landreth, mm -hmm. so there's a temptation to sort of assume it must all be about sort of Joey and Dave, but... Mm -hmm. You've obviously had quite a lot of creative input into, you know, because I can see you know, a lot of the guitar playing and the licks on there and the stuff that makes that album such a fantastic thing to listen to are, you know, I'm, I'm watching you do all that well, stuff. I, well, I should say, first of all, I actually, I didn't play on the record. What? Uh, yeah, um, I, before the band played shows, really, they recorded the record. Oh, Just really? Joey and, and Dave and, and Ryan, the drummer. So I got on just after that. I wish I played other way. Yeah, but I'm actually not on it, and that's all Joey. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah, um, 
But so why the, why do you? I mean, you're very like kindred kind of guitar players. Then in you know the slide stuff and the yeah, a lot of I mean, a lot of the same influences. And no matter what, like people rub off on you. And if you mm -hmm. spend a lot of time with each other with with people, yeah. their tendencies, uh, you know, they, they they're very similar. Actually, when we when we first started hitting the road, we would both play an open tuning because yeah. that's what he does and I, I was doing it too because a lot of the parts are very they're based around open tuning which is like a lot more piano chord shapes yeah. than standard guitar and and we would like we would be going to the same you know like if you're playing in in G everyone's gonna go like these same tendencies yeah. in certain keys and tunings and we would be doing that it's like oh man so I was like, why don't I play in standard and we're going to get these different colors completely separate off and it turned into two different styles. Because I, I mean, I love, I love to play slide. Yeah. I've always been playing slide, but I don't touch it in the band. Oh, really? and, I, and I just kind of do a different so thing. So Joey does the slide parts and you're playing the kind of the, the, yeah. the, the sort of the open chords and the... Yeah, and we trade, we trade off like in the live show, it's kind of like a 50-50 on parts and we join up a lot. We do a lot of interplay stuff and trade off and I, I go more with like a finger style um more traditional thing and it's nice because it's two completely different worlds and it's not the same thing from two different people all the time it's a great chemistry i mean from the the youtube videos that i've seen where the you know the band's done some oh, shows and it's it's yeah it's it you add you know you certainly add something to that band it's just a it's a beautiful noise i know we we sound like there's the <laughs> half a dozen of us you know in the uk that are real kind of like you know, brothers Landreth kind of uh, evangelists. So uh, hope, hopefully, uh, you know, if you if you've not gone and listened to the album, go go and go and listen to it. It's a beautiful album.
Grab a guitar that's in an open tuning and let's okay. talk about some slidey stuff. Because sure. I, I know, um, you know, if we if we can maybe impart some kind of cool slidey licks to the to the to the guys watching, I know they'll appreciate it. Absolutely. And tell us about your your slide as well, because oh, you, yeah, you, yeah. you have a uh, you have a signature slide. I have a signature slide. This is uh, made by my friend Danny Songhurst from yep. the Rock Slide, and he makes fantastic slides. Um, and this is my own signature. Basically, I have really, as you can see, I have like really pencil thin fingers. I don't have like chunky man hands. <laughs> they're long fingers, but they're, <laughs> they're long, but they're not, <laughs> they're not thick. That's just, it's yeah, fine. I think people know what you mean. You know what I mean? Because um, you, you play, it's, it's quite unusual to see, that's almost like a, like a, a lap steel kind of uh, bar, isn't it? With, yeah, with, it's, with the end on it. Yeah, um, the ball tip, I, it's something I've never used playing slide I used to play on my ring finger actually yeah and um uh you know it was it was cozy and you could do stuff you could like you could you could you could incorporate your pinky mm -hmm. and then I just started gravitating towards the pinky with the slide on and the, the ball tip I'm sorry I got I got lost there the uh the ball tip Danny just had a couple lying around one day because whenever we'd go play in Seattle or Vancouver or Portland We'd always stay. He lives in Spokane, mm -hmm. Washington. So we would always crash at his house and it's like slide heaven. Yeah. He just like opens the, the door and it's like, you know, it's like in, gold, in, in movies when the, you open a room full of gold <laughs> and it's like shining against you. It's like all these slides. It's beautiful. So he's like, try these out. And, and, it's like, and yours is a lighter weight than Joey's one, isn't it? Because I know, I know Joey's is really quite heavy and it's got the little groove because he kind of plays yeah. almost with his third and fourth fingers. Yeah. Kind of as one, doesn't he? Whereas, That's right. So this has got the, uh, it's got the groove still. That's like the signature, yeah. the rock slide thing. Um, this is a small size. Like right. They've got small, medium. Um, but it's quite lightweight, isn't it? If you're, it's quite if you're lightweight, yeah. Sort of, yeah, if you're not sort of used to playing slides some of some of the bigger slides can almost feel uncomfortably heavy can't they but give, yeah. us, give us a little yeah kind of um show us a cool lick with the with the slide then i like i like the stuff as well where you kind of you, you create like a the beginning of a chord or whatever and then you kind of you'll, you'll okay. sort of slide over it Ooh. i kind of like the sound we got earlier there uh <laughs> 
does the does the ball tip kind of help? Because I notice there, obviously, as you're playing that, you're leaving you sort of your bottom three strings open. Yeah. So you're obviously very gradually kind of or very sort of subtly angling the the, the slide. Yeah. Over, so it's the I, I find tip. with regular slides when you're doing that, you get a lot of like the like hitting against it. Right. And with the ball tip, it's more like you can actually slide mm. diagonally against the string. So it actually is it's. It's not cheating, but it kind of helps. Yeah. And it just, it adds a nicer color because sometimes... Like you couldn't normally slide on the, the low E string like I just did. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I'm sliding in uh, an A chord on the, the fifth and fourth string, I'm rubbing against the low six and it's actually, it's still making yeah, it noise. cool. And um, I like a slide to be, as I've, you know, I, I've, I've, gone through so many different kinds to find the one that fits yeah. for me. And I like to think of it as an extension. It's just like, it's like your finger. You know, yeah. I think a lot of people tend to, oh yeah, cool, slide. And you know, it's too big on them. And they, but they don't realize, and they're yeah. like, yeah, I, I, I kind of stink at slide. But it's like, actually, I think you just haven't played the right one. And you haven't thought yeah. of the size. I think it's, I mean, I can't play, uh, you and Joey have both got this really deft kind of technique where you're, you're able to play slide on a guitar with like a regular action. Mm. I can't, I think, because I'm, I'm not a big slide player, but I, I need something where the big string height so that I can push quite hard against yes. the strings yeah. with the slide to, to feel like I'm in contact with the strings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, but... I definitely prefer that too. I mean, the this action. guitar is actually set up, the action's a little little higher and I love that I love yeah. a guitar that you have to fight a bit yeah you know I don't like to play anything lower than 11s right um, but I have a couple guitars back home that are anywhere from like 14 to 54 wow. gauge and then 19 to 62 and basically you just get the lowest biggest you can't possibly be tuning those to any... To, to open C. Open right. C, yeah. So what's your yeah. top... Joey does the same thing. Um, a 19 gauge yeah. top string. Yeah, so you, like... <laughs> you do that and it's like, it, there's so much a, body yeah. in that one note. It's crazy. And it, I have it set up on a Telecaster. Right. And I've never heard a fatter sounding telly. It's, it's incredible.
I think we should take a tour through Ariel's guitar collection. Oh yeah. Of you know, so let's let's just talk gear because I know that I, I know everybody will be kind of gear nerding out on yeah. this. And we 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 went into the store, and it was like supermarket sweep or whatever the equivalent of that is. In, <laughs> so it was heaven. It was, it was like, so. It was I know you you pick three guitars because you kind of like the look at them. But tell, let's tell, talk about because none of these are none of these are Ariel's guitars. But let's let's talk about your own guitar collection and why you own them and yeah. and um yeah i have a handful of guitars and uh i've always been uh i haven't been super monogamous you know what i mean some people are like this is my workhorse yeah. this one does it all um i believe in that um but Do i you? i think it's unhealthy i think it's yeah in a, in a, in a guitar uh <laughs> sense obviously I, I mean i get it but i i'd rather use each one to its potential and yeah. I look at each guitar having a specific use this one does that really well this one not so much but it does this thing well yeah that kind of thing so isn't that where I mean I always if I need if I need to break out of a if I need to break out of a of a, of a uh, you know like an avenue that I've gone down and, and playing wise it's all getting stale and, and I can't yeah it's just oh, yeah. just go and pick a different guitar up. it inspires and then, you and in a different like, way well, just like these three, I mean, these are three completely different guitars, yeah. and each one speaks to me yeah. in a different way. Like, they oh did my a God. thing, didn't they? So, yeah. So, what have we got then? Um, so, my, um, I have a uh, a Sir Classic Antique S that I've been using that yeah. I, I really love, and I, I grew is that, up. Is that the white? Is it a white one? Olympic white. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. That's a beauty. Yeah, one. it's fantastic. Um, I grew up. My first real guitar after the Ibanez yeah. was a Mexican. Strat, rosewood neck, black with the white pickguard standard, you know. The Ibanez is a real guitar. Before yeah, it was a real guitar. Sort of, it was know, sad to have to go to a I know, Strat. But I know, I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cool. So the Sur is great. Yeah. Um, um, a Collings Soco Deluxe, which is, um, I'd say, in between a 335 and a Les Paul in size. Yeah. Semi-acoustic, though. Semi-acoustic. I, I don't know that terribly well. So Sounds incredible. A lot like a 335. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the guitar, I said I wasn't monogamous, really, but the one, if I had to 
the guitar yeah. that's been with me most consistently in the last yeah. few years that I've it's always been on the road with me. It's been a bit on of a sorry, it's it's been on a bit of a sabbatical currently. Yeah. But it's my 335. I have a like this blonde natural wood yeah. 335. I think it's a custom shop, like the Memphis custom shop. It's a 63. Okay. I acquired it um, a few years ago. I was playing the, the Country Music Awards in, yeah. in Edmonton and uh, Gibson, Canada had a showroom always. And yeah. I was there playing a gig and I was like, man, that guitar, something about it. And I played it. And I don't I, know what it is about the 335. It's like yeah. so many... I mean, I've got to get back. I was playing mine at home uh, literally over the weekend and thinking I must restring this and give this guitar some yeah. love. But so many players, they just, they call it the kind of, it's it's just the do-it-all guitar, isn't it? And it yeah, really I, is. And I didn't think it was. No, because you sort of think about it's, you know, you, you see lots of old rock and rollers playing it and jazzers kind Jazz, of playing yeah. it and stuff like that. But it, actually, so many session guys just go, no, 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 it's it's the... It's yeah. the one that does everything. You just go, yeah, it, you oh. don't really realize it until you try it and get mm. deep into it. I mean, just I had that. I have that thing dialed in where it's like every little nudge on the volume or the tone is like yeah. I just know is a different color. We were talking about where you're playing yeah. it. You really it just it's just beaming with tone and yeah. sound and character. That was my that that was the my favorite sounds. Well, I liked them all, but the the one that I think the the, the little segment that you did with that and you and you just go if I had to, you know, if I if I had to if I had to go. What's the sound that you want when it's just a guitar into a valve amplifier? And I know we had a we had a nice drive pedal, but it yeah it wasn't it was really just a sort of um it's like a salt and pepper drive pedal, isn't it? It's not like a chili sauce drive pedal. Exactly, yeah. But it and it just sounded great. And you and you seem to be able to command so many different voices just through subtle nuances ah, in the playing. Thanks. Just, just I, I yeah, three three thirty five is like home yeah. to me. It feels like home and um it helps me. It's not for everybody, you know. Yeah. I, I truly Some people find it just too big, don't they? That's, totally. I think that's probably my problem. Is yeah. I, I don't I don't truly sit comfortably with it. Yeah. But I, I think I just want to. I think I've just got to play it more. And I, just I stick get over my it. arm out a lot right. when I play for some reason, and it sits perfectly on a three thirty five, like an SG. I've owned SGs before, yeah. and they are so uncomfortable. I love how they sound. Yeah. I wish I could be comfortable, but like they're so long, and they always do that yeah. thing when you. Yeah, although just, again, that's the that's the one guitar I got to buy an SG soon. Every time I play one, I fall in love with it. They're incredible. So they're them, amazing. I need and, to buy one. Oh man! And you hear uh, you hear people play them. And we were just I was uh, I was got to play a '64 SG yesterday with a vibrola. Oh, are like, you going to name drop? Should we just a massive clang? Name Where drop? Are you yesterday? Uh, okay, I was hanging out with a fine fellow named Paul Stacy. Clang. Yes, he has some uh, guitars and uh, he's got amps, some guitars. Oh my god. So yeah, the 64 SG was incredible. <laughs> Through a Roland Cube. And it was, that, yeah, it was I incredible. Have... It was incredible. Honestly, uh, Ariel showed me some stuff on his iPhone of him and Paul Stacey jamming yesterday. And I swear if I put this up on YouTube, you'd all be going, oh, Paul's playing a Matchless or he's playing a, <laughs> a Fender Twin or, you know, da, 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 da. And it's like, no, it's a Roland Cube. Literally a Roland Insane. Cube. There you go. Not even that loud, you know, it was just, oh, it's crazy. So I wish I could play... I wish I could feel comfortable like I do on a 335 yeah. with an SG, but I just can't. Um, so we got the Sir, the Collings, the 335. Yeah, I have a uh, Strats. Any Strats, or yeah. is that where the Sir kind yeah, of takes that box? No, I have a I have an Eric Johnson Strat, nice. which I've had for a long time, which I bought because I really like the the huge neck. Yeah. Um, do you know what? That's that's probably. 
I would say that's probably the only or one of a tiny number of signature strats that we've had where 99% of people bought those uh, because it was a great guitar. It was like almost, you know, I, I think a lot of them didn't even realize it was a signature yeah. strat. And they they really nailed that. Is it the, the maple one or the rosewood with the, the maple? Binding? The maple, Black yeah. with the maple. That was the, that was the popular one. Yeah. And then I have a, uh, it's actually, there's a good story to it. It's a, it's a custom shop, 68 or 69 mm -hmm. burst, heavy relict strat with uh, like Abbey, Abbey wound pickups. Yep. It sounds incredible. And when I first saw it, um, I don't know what you have here, but in, in Canada, it's like Craigslist Kijiji is what yeah. they have. And I saw this guitar. It was in Ontario. Beautiful. You know, it wasn't cheap, but it was not. Uh, it was a, it, it was a steel big headstock is that the yeah. 69 it's the yeah. big headstock 69 yeah. yeah yeah and i've seen like you know i'm a huge mike landau fan right. hendrix i remember seeing those i love that so i wanted it so badly um so i i reach out to the guy hey you know you, you typically like Do you can take, i get some more info would you would you chop a hundred bucks off yeah. or something can i take my kidney and pie exchange <laughs> yeah yeah. Well, funny side note, Winnipeg is like, it's so, everyone's trying to get a deal always. Right. It's like a garage sale. They're like, yeah, can I uh, throw in a set of skis with that and call it a deal? It's like, no, God, come on. So I, you know, got, got in touch with him and sure, man, sounds good. And I was right in the middle of moving into a new place. So I didn't have the scratch. Yeah. I, the last thing I should have done was buy a guitar. So I said, I know somebody like that. Hello. <laughs> Forever buying guitars. Forever buying guitars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it really stung. It was like, it truly felt like the guitar that got away. Yeah. And, you know, months went by and I'd periodically be checking. I wonder if something else will ever come yeah. up like that. And about seven months later, I check again and Ontario, very similar looking guitar. Yeah. And I was like, hey, is, um, you know, I was like, is this available? Can I get some more info? Sure, yeah, it's the Abbey Pickups, 68 or 69, yeah. whatever, blah, blah, blah. I was like, man, did you, did you happen to buy this off a, like a guy in Barrie, I think it was? Yeah, yeah, he's a dentist who didn't, you know, didn't, didn't want it, and I have it now. I'm not super crazy. I'm like, man, I was going to buy that guitar, and uh, he was going to sell it to me. For, like, he was asking way more, yeah. this guy. It's like, the dude who originally sold it, he, he was going to sell it to me for this price. And the guy said... Yeah, so let's do it. So I got it. Happy days. Happy days. So Happy that was uh, that was a rare event. So those two strats I have, yeah. and um, I have a, that telly I was telling you about, which is just like a '61 American custom with the nice. black, the white binding. Yeah, and I have a, a Warmoth neck on it, mm -hmm. and that's an open C with the heavy strings. It's a it's a fantastic recording and live guitar. It's a character guitar. Yeah. Um, I have a Nash. Telemaster, T Master, mm -hmm. which is like the two tone jazz master body yeah. with the tele pickups. Um, you nice acoustics, or are you a big acoustic player? Yeah, I am. I have a, uh, I bought it in 2012. I've gone through a lot of different ones, but I have a Martin D28V, HDV. All, all roads lead to a D28 yeah, eventually. They do. They? I'm a huge bluegrass <laughs> fan, dreadnought fan, so I, I needed to have one. So I have that, and I, I just acquired actually. It's it's a sub company through Callings is Waterloo. Guitars. Oh yeah, they look great. Yeah, so I like those. Well, I like the look of them. I've never tried yeah. them. They look cool. It's a Waterloo a WL fourteen, mm -hmm. so like fourteen fret, and it's a ladder brace. So it sounds yeah. like a nineteen thirties 
old parlor guitar. I've got guitar. somewhere here. Um, is my G thirty five here somewhere? Oh. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll maybe we'll have a bit of playing at the end just so you can have a strum on that. I'd bit. love so, to. It's a nineteen seventy two oh. complete canon of a. I'd love to. Great. I'd love to. most of them i have a gretsch country gentleman junior Fantastic. which i don't make anymore uh, yeah is that was like a like a three-quarter body size exactly and it's actually got f holes it's not just it's not oh, okay. painted not ones painted on yet sounds amazing um there's another guitar that again if you don't have a proper gretsch i know you, you, there's a sound that you'll never get from exactly any other guitar exactly i've always wanted a white falcon but i I have that one. And it's pretty bling, isn't it, the white falcon? <laughs> it's a little bling. I, I'd go country gent over. Yeah, over it's a little falcon. gold chain yeah. necklace for me. But it's amazing, <laughs> and they sound incredible. They've got a sound, for sure. Yeah. 
And you know, amps and pedals wise, I mean, what, what's, what do you, what do you? Yeah, um, for amps, I have a, I have one of these, a, a Victory V40, which yeah. is incredible. I'm, I'm not just saying that because it's behind me. I've, uh, I've been using it since I got to Cork in yeah. Ireland, and it's my only amp. And I've taken it to a jazz gig. I've taken it to club gigs, and I've recorded with it at yeah. home. I have a, a, a two notes torpedo live, oh, which, brilliant. so I just run the head right through it, and it's. Incredible. I, I love Fender amps. Yeah, because what's Joey got? The, the old 60, he's a deluxe, isn't it? Has he got an old deluxe? He's got a deluxe, a deluxe amp, so the no yeah, reverb. That's right. Yeah. yeah, and I have a 1964 deluxe reverb. Right. And um, it's it's like the real deal and it sounds, yeah. you know, and I've taken it on the road. It's like, it's been in the van. And is, is Free, that, and it took a beating. Yeah. So I had to stop taking it on the road. You know. I think that's the that's the problem. Is I mean that's I know certainly that's the appeal of, of, of these so much is is you know they're just a great working gigging compact. Incredible. And I love I love um, basically at my apartment I need to walk through a little courtyard that's about not a, uh, maybe. 50 meters mm -hmm. or eight. it's a walk with yeah, gear yeah so the fact that i can wear that on my shoulder have my guitar on my back a little pedal, it's incredible i can i'm all about the one trip and i can do the one trip with it <laughs> for sure and pedals wise what you know you because i i mean i i love your guitar sound and i and i, and I, I kind of see it as this sort of i get the, i get the impression that the that, that pedals for you are just about making small subtle yeah. enhancements to the tone yeah rather than for sure um i should preface by saying that for amps um um I've, I've tried like all the crazy i used to own a couple of fuchs amps mm -hmm. and carol ann and three very, monkeys uh, diplomatically pronounced yeah. well yeah. done three monkeys top hat like i've, I've owned all these boutique yeah. amps and i always keep coming back to fender mm -hmm. which is like just so basic to me but it's what i feel comfortable on so with the pedals the fender i, I find is just it's like a clean slate yeah and yeah I um, lately, I've been, I've been really enjoying the King of Tone, which is incredible. Yeah. Which um, I got one for my thirtieth birthday this year. Very For cool. my wife, which was ace. She you know? must be a very organized lady. She knows. Presumably, like you know, yeah. what is it, like a year, maybe more waiting list. Totally insane. Incredible. <laughs> um, We're yeah. very lucky. We have Danish Pete's one on the floor here, and um, it sounds incredible. Yeah, I need to. I don't know. I, I need to. I haven't found that. Uh, I haven't found that magic moment yet with, mm. with with the King of Tone, and yet I'm in a total minority. As I don't think I've, I think I'm the only person I know that hasn't had that magic moment yet. I need yeah. to try it more, but uh, or yeah. just order one maybe. Yeah. And then by the time I've been waiting a year, <laughs> I'll have convinced myself it's the best pedal ever. Yeah. So um, I've been I've been working uh, with a a few companies. So I, I I was working a little. I was using a lot of JHS for a while. Very so cool. I was using like the the Morning Glory, the Superbolt, uh, the the Charlie Brown, the yeah. Prestige. I loved those. Um, J Rocket pedals. I was using so like the Archer, the Blue Note, the Dude. Uh, I've tried a Dude. I don't own one. Right. Incredible. That's, a, that's into that sounds. Absolutely oh my god! Fantastic. That is an amazing yeah. pedal. Um, what else? I'm I'm just drawing a quick. Didn't you one. have the the the, the um, what's the Greek uh, mythos? Is it mythos? Isn't oh it? yes, mythos. Mythos. Yeah, that, I know Joey had it. Yeah, that's our friend Zach Broyles in uh, hey Zach in Nashville. Right. Lovely guy, and he builds his own pedals, and he uh, he does like a he does a clon, he does a blues breaker, and that's yeah. that's what I have. It's like it's called the mythos Dedalus. Right. Dedalus. I don't know how to pronounce it. 
And it sounds like a, like an old blues breaker pedal. You, it really stacks well with yeah. other pedals. I actually have it. It's with me in Ireland. That one goes everywhere with me just in case. Yeah. Incredible. He's amazing, and he'll build you whatever you want. Right. You know, like, I want an Octafuzz. Okay. It's like, I want a Tube Screamer. Anything. He'll do it. Um, I got do you do a, anything that's maybe pedal-wise? Is there anything on the board that's a little bit more out there? You know, I mean, do, do you like, like an octave fuzz or anything like that? Oh, yeah. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, I mean, I've had like the full tones octave fuzz yeah. and stuff. Um, I, I have a Function FX cluster fuzz. I think it's right there. Incredible. Which we haven't sold that many of, which I'm surprised because I still to this day reckon it's the best fuzz I've used all year. Incredible. Mm. Incredible. Um, I really like it. There is a there is a demo on our channel, I think, of it somewhere with, with Mick and Pete. Check it out. It's really cool. It's a really cool pedal, and it's so mm. versatile for a fuzz. Um, I have a uh, I have a Chicago Iron like Tycho Habre Octavian. It's like okay. an Octavian yeah, Plus. I don't know that one. It's like the, the like the standard Octavian, mm -hmm. but you can there's a you can switch between Octafuzz and Fuzz. Mm -hmm. So you rather than having two different pedals, you know, it's great. Yeah. And um and Thorpey, uh, Adrian's pedals. Incredible. Yeah. I've been... Uh, well, you've been hearing... You've been the hearing the Peacekeeper. Peacemaker. Yeah. Yeah, which is lovely. And I have a... Uh, I haven't stepped on it yet. The, the Warthog. <laughs> That's fruity. Fruity. <laughs> um, but yeah, Peacekeeper, we've kind of had as like the, like the always-on pedal, haven't we? Yeah, sort of it hasn't been turned off. Fatness. Yeah, I have a gunshot, the Thorpey yeah. gunshot at home, and it's like a Marshall on steroids. Yes. And it was like, oh, the first time I plugged it in, I actually posted a little uh, uh, Instagram video of just, I was trying out the victory. Yeah. I had just settled into my place. So the, uh, the Peacekeeper, uh, sorry, the gunshot with the function effects. Yeah. And... Uh, and actually, a, a Greer, Nick Greer liked speed. Uh, he's, a, he's a guy out of Athens, Georgia. Okay. And yeah, fantastic pedals as well. Kind of like an organic. Or, yeah. Okay. And those three together, but especially that gunshot was like oh, exploding <laughs> with tone. Just so touch sensitive and lyrical and oh, I just had it. Well. So those are overdrives. I, yes. I mean, Sorry. Yeah, so is that and is that kind of that would make up the bulk of your pedal board? Yeah, I'm not I'm not a big uh, I'm not a big like actual effects guy anymore. I used to have you know, lastly chorus. Do you, do you find because I mean obviously one of the things on your deluxe reverb will be this epic reverb. Yes. So if you're if you're you know are you do you have like a, a you know the, a, a, a blue sky or a, you know like a um, you know, is that your thing? Or yes, you... I have a uh, I have a flint, a okay. Simon flint, which is incredible, yeah. especially for flyouts and backline gigs because yeah. you never know I don't usually use the reverb unless you know it's like a backline amp no no reverb or yeah. reverb goes down I use a timeline and El Capistan as well fantastic mm -hmm. um, but I actually have a Victoria Reverberado which is like the tank. Is it, this is the one that have you and Joey both got one then? Because this no, is just I, I just I just have uh, one. Because he was he was asking. Funnily enough, I know when he was last here, he wanted to ask Victory if they would make because they were sort of saying it was the he was sort of saying it's the kind of a similar like size. Uh, and I'd never even heard of one, so I looked well, it up on on the internet, and it was like yeah, it was this kind of it's like a gun case. Like yes. an ammunition. So Blake Mills uses one of those, I think. Right. And it's like the same size. It's like an ammunition yeah. gun case or ammo it's case. It's a real old vibrato and, yeah. and reverb. But, but so, mine yeah. isn't his older model, which is like a looks like a Fender tweed head, and it's right. this long. Uh, 
It's huge. And every time I'm taking it, I'm like, oh man, why am I doing this? And then I get it set up and it's like, it's just the only sound. It's the only sound. Yeah. So it's like amazing reverb, tube reverb and harmonic tremolo, which yeah. is my favorite trem. And essentially what the Flint does. So I love right. the Flint. Flint is amazing. And arguably like one of the best deals that you could get on a pedal because the yeah. reverbs are great. You get so many different tremolos, but it, the Victoria kind of makes the Flint sound like a toy. But it is. When I you get the, the real Victoria deal. was like five times the price and and size as well. <laughs> and a hundred times the size. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool, man. Well, Thank you so much for kind of, you know, coming in and, and taking us through your sort of gear and doing some playing, which is oh, my, absolutely my fantastic. Pleasure. But so what's, where's, what's the future now going to hold? You know, because I, 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 is, you know, is there another album coming from, from Brothers Landreth or have you got other irons in the fire? You know, where are we yeah, going? Um, well, like I said, we, I, I literally just moved. I'm still settling in. I still haven't even gotten my debit card yet, my mm -hmm. bank card from... Um, the band just finished the cycle and we're going to take some time off. Mm -hmm. So uh, you can call it a hiatus or you can call it a sabbatical or a long break. Um, we won't be having anything for a while. Maybe some stuff in the new year. Hopefully a new record Hopefully down the road. Hopefully some more dates in the UK. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Very disappointed that, you know, you've not been back since the last time. But Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, so for me, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm... I've got some stuff back home. I, I do some producing and a lot of songwriting. So I, I, you know, with technology these days, you can you can keep that going from anywhere, from abroad. Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing some of that. Uh, I'm 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 gigging in in Ireland, and you know, I hope to be spending a lot more time here and just who'd, doing anything. Who'd like to see Ariel on some episodes of Guitar Paradiso? If we can make that happen, <laughs> comment if you'd like that. I'll see what I can do. Uh, so oh, yeah, well. It's been a pleasure. Oh, it's been you know, Thank you so much for having honestly, me. Honestly, man, I don't know what it is about you Winnipegians, but you all seem very nice <laughs> and very talented. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I hope you guys have enjoyed a little you know, brief interview with Ariel here. And if you want to find out more about him, I'll put a link to his um, social media stuff below and a link to the band as well. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. It's been pleasure. an absolute pleasure. All right, thank you. Take it easy, guys. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to our latest podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit that subscribe button. See you next time.